shit! It's Leon's crew, 2020. Yeah, baby. Draft day recap. I am Ed Chambers. Who else have we got in the house today? We got the commission of the source. We got Ryan Balakin, a.k.a. Mad Bombs Kapow. Oh, shit. And, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I felt pretty good, pretty damn good about the draft. Dennis might have held me down a little bit. But, oh, you know, sure, that, that's, sure. a, that's expected, you know. <clears throat> so, I mean, all in all, with COVID and shit going on, we ended up doing a, what was it, 19 rounds? 19-round draft. God damn <clears throat> Actually, I got I to gotta throw one of these in there just because of that fucking... Uh, where are we going? God damn! Yeah. Way too many I mean, rounds. Yeah, it was it was crazy, man. Like, I got to, like, the 14, 15 round, and I was like, fuck. There's nobody left. Yeah. I mean, everyone's reaching for flyers and this and that. It was it was pretty interesting, but I was pretty happy with how me and Dennis's team turned out, but kind of right off the bat, so let's kind of go through, look at the draft as a whole, so the most let's kind of like go through the most obscure pick like the most like fucked up pick what would we have to go with we got to go with <laughs> rob gronkowski in the third round by uh, the source to my left so how i want you but you're on here i want you to defend yourself so how do you feel about gronk well we're gonna look at double digit touchdowns um gronk's back he's in shape um we got the connection with of course the hall of famer brady um, that's his, you know, go-to guy, whether it's up the field over the middle or uh, short for the end zone. He's a red zone target. There are a lot of targets over there, but I just feel like uh, Grunts Calakisi and for her double-digit touchdowns and at least over 800 yards, which will put him in the top five. So either way, I might have reached a tiny bit, but uh, I, I feel confident in a wait-and-see approach. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you look at ADP, you look at this or that, and... It's all it's all an educated guess. It really is. Nobody knows who's gonna go off, who's gonna not. But you I'm know. just really feeling the connections coming back. After yeah, and I mean, if you're feeling thing. it, you want to reach for him and grab him and secure him. I mean, that's that's your call. Who knows? He he fucking could go off. Who knows? He, Hall of Fame tight end, arguably the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Maybe he uh, maybe <coughs> he pops off. Who knows? Woo! So what? I mean, looking at the draft, what would you what what was probably the biggest value pick? What do you guys think? Jeez, oh, out of everybody's draft, biggest value. I mean, while you're looking at the board, I know for I know for uh, Dennis and myself that we were pretty pumped to get Mike Kosicki. Again, I don't have I don't have the board in front of me, but I want to say we picked him up in like it was late. It was the tenth round. Yeah, it was the tenth round. That was pretty damn late. So. I like the value you guys got on Mark Andrews. Uh, yeah, I mean Mark Andrews. I think we picked him up at the beginning of the sixth round. You did, and you know I was I was pretty stoked to get. Arguably, you know Andrews could easily end, the season as it, he could end as tight end one, depending on what happens if he stays healthy. So the potential is there, but yeah, I was I was pretty happy about that. Value picks. I would have to say one of my value picks was Marquise Brown, Hollywood with the connection to Lamar. Um, yeah, that stack is nasty. I think that was a deep pick in the seventh round I got him. He was just laying there, so I figured I'd grab him. Um, another one I like is our rookie, Jerry Judy. I think he's going to come out with uh, at least eight touchdowns. I, I have a feeling that he's... Wow. Uh, yeah, I have high hopes on him. Huh? God damn. Yeah, I think um, Drew Lock, Lock, Lock will yeah. throw him. Uh, he's a, He's from Missouri. He's, you know, he's a gunslinger, and he hasn't had time to prove himself. Gunslinger. 
<laughs> man, he's blasting. So uh, some hey, wait, something I didn't know about Jerry Judy is I didn't know what he looked like but when I saw him, and he kind of reminded me of Julio. Just I don't know the way he kind of looked, dreads. I'm like, hmm, I think I kind of like Judy now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't take much. The Broncos offense may be getting slept on a little bit. I like, you, know, you, I like got, you got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry Judy. <clears throat> I mean, he's got the tools. Drew Locke has what he needs to get it done. They've got a good defense, so they brought Melvin Gordon in. So I mean, they can they can potentially move the ball and they can do some shit. So yeah, I mean, it, Lindsay backing up to him with a split uh, carry. Probably. Yeah, yeah, they they were saying it. It could be like a fifty-fifty kind of running back by committee between those two. Lindsay getting the catches out of the backfield, obviously. Yeah, and Melvin Gordon can catch the ball too. So I mean, that's what's nice about it. You know, you could see some uh, two running back tandem sets even on third down, so that'll be interesting to watch. But, <clears throat> I mean, I'm excited. Should be a badass year for fantasy. Should be a crazy year. Obviously, you extended the benches, which we had to do COVID. with COVID. Yeah, you never know. Bullshit. I want to get your opinion on uh, Lamar Jackson at three. Um, so, based on this our, league, this league, he's so over like 200 points. Be, be, you know, so your your year. your league is unique. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a 10 point per passing touchdown. All league. touchdowns. Yeah, all so touchdowns. All, all touchdowns are 10 points. So, you know, it, I can see quarterbacks getting getting a bit of a bump up. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, all quarterbacks do get that bonus. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson's a freak. We saw what he can do last year. If he takes another step forward, I mean, it, it could be crazy. I mean, like you just said, you secured him in the first round and – at the end of the day, I truly believe in fantasy. Like we all play this. At the at the end of the day, it's a game. We want to have fun. We want to enjoy it. And nobody's more fun than Lamar. Lamar Jackson, Jackson is so goddamn fun to watch. And you just comboed Lamar with Hollywood Brown, his number one wide receiver, not necessarily his number one target, uh, because Mark Andrews is going to be vying for that. But yeah, it was it was a strategy. I mean, you you went with it. And we'll have to see if it kind of pans out, but yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. COVID. Oh, geez. All right, yeah. So we were going over draft values. Uh, I didn't get to chime in yet. Yeah, go for so it. So my the biggest value on my squad, I thought, was I got Jonathan Taylor in the sixth round. JTT. No. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I've done about two hundred or so mock drafts. If I had to calculate. And not in a single mock draft did I get Mr. Jonathan Taylor in the sixth round, you know? And then I followed it up with Kareem Hunt in the seventh round. Yeah, that's so some value there. Those two guys combined, uh, that's when, you know, I, I got a chubby. I'm going to lie. Yeah, and I mean, with Jonathan Taylor, I mean, as you know, he's behind the best so pro fan, you know, fantasy football focus. All all the pro the pro rankings say that that is the number one offensive line in football. Marlon Mack is still a factor. We know he's we know he's there, but I got them both. Jonathan Taylor is a specimen. If you look at his combine, if you look at all his other rankings, I mean, he is Saquon level athlete. So he should. Theoretically, and the nice thing about it, you just mentioned, you picked him up in the sixth round. You you are luckily you're afforded the benefit of you can keep him on your bench if need be. You can wait for him to pop and wait for him to literally 
take that backfield because the talent is there, and I think he can't. Not even I don't even think he can. I think he will take that backfield. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. And that's his backfield. You know, if you give time. the talent he has, if you're giving him fifteen to twenty touches a game, I mean, it's going to be behind that offensive line. It's going to be dominant, absolute dominance. So, yeah, it was a good pick. Sixth I round. we we considered it again coming at. It's so tricky. So Dennis and I were at the turn. When you're at the turn, there's no playing the ADP game. You can't say you can't look at other teams and say. <laughs> Okay, you know, the, the three or four guys ahead of me, they've already got this. Now we can wait for this to come back to me. You know, there, there's none of that at the turn. You pretty much have to you pick have to who go you want. In on your, on your you do. You really do. With and it. whether it's a round or two ahead of the game, you just have to say, fuck it, and you have to take them. But, you know, we, we did. I, I was pretty happy with how our team turned out. So, so I let's mean. Do a, uh, let's do a draft recap. Go over the first few rounds. Yeah. I like that. So picks one through a- so obviously the first. Well, I shouldn't even say obviously. The first pick off the board was Christian McCaffrey, so that's fine. After that, <laughs> fucking chaos broke <laughs> loose. So if you're drafting in any kind of, it doesn't matter whether you're standard half PPR PPR league, you know what the fuck is going on. The first three picks in every league are usually Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, Saquon Barkley, Barkley, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. Elliott. Almost every single time. So this wasn't the fucking case. So we started with Christian McCaffrey. I'm like, all right, we know oh, what's wait, going let's see on. Who took him? So Nate, Nate. Had so the Nate first took pick. him, and then it was followed up by Dalvin Cook at the two spot. That's at a homer pick. Uh, for those of you who don't know out there, Richie is a homer of a Vikings team. So uh, some of us seen that coming. Nobody, yeah, nobody in their right mind saw Dalvin Cook at two. I with did all call those. that. Um, Denny can confirm. That Dennis, yeah, that. Dennis actually said that too. He <laughs> said I would not be surprised if he goes Dalvin Cook. And don't get me wrong, Dalvin he Cook. He loves Barkley though. I well, Dalvin I Cook, amazing running back. I mean, I think before he was injured, he was a running back too. Let's last be honest, year. If he stays happened. healthy, yeah. he's going to be a running back one, no doubt. But sure. and then obviously third pick. Yours truly with Lamar Jackson. So that was your guy. You went out and snagged him. So, let's see. And then after that, we after had... That was Smoothie. Mike Hibbert got a gift. Yeah, Barkley. You know? Barkley at four. God I want to see them, him play 16 games before we start talking about well, that. Go. He's good at 14 games. Doesn't matter. Right. But. And then I was afforded a gift at pick five. Yeah, again, so you got Zeke at five. <laughs> Zeke at five. Again, 200 or so mock drafts. Never landed Zeke at the five pick because it's virtually impossible. So all that research, it kind of threw me for a loop because he was a, a week 10 buy. And since I hadn't drafted him in any any mocks, as I started to go down my draft list, I started four out of, uh, three out of my first four picks with the week 10 buy. Yeah. Which, you know, kind of was like, and, eh, but I had to do it. You know, I'm very much, when I'm, when I'm drafting, I don't even look at bye weeks because by week 10, your team is drastically different anyway. Yeah, for sure. Like... Bye weeks don't mean as much as people and, think. You know, especially in the year of COVID, I'm more so like people with later bye weeks, like a week 10 bye week, that's beneficial. Yeah. Because who the fuck knows what's going to happen? Exactly. I mean, it could be week six and the season could be called, could be canceled. And that's like to me, like a lot of leagues, I know this league here, we made the call that it needs to hit at least 10 weeks uh, before the season is actually acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Um, the league that I run, we did eight weeks. But 
it, every everything I've read, it's between that eight and ten mark. A lot of people are kind of picking, but you know, it it's just kind of craziness. And then you've got yeah, look at this stretch: team four, team five, and team six. Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, oh, and J Ball J gets Alvin Kamara at six. Yeah, so you've got Kamara at six, and then obviously second quarterback off the board with Mahomes. So the two oh. big quarterbacks are gone in the first round. Then you've got not Derek. surprising in this league. This it's league not notorious. Then you've got Derrick Henry at eight, love and it. love it. This is where I, you know Dennis and I were sweating a little bit because we kind of had a plan going into the draft, and I turned to Dennis and I said, "Holy shit! Like, dude, if Michael Thomas, yeah, we have to change our in plan. a full PPR <laughs> goes to pick ten, I was seriously considering saying fuck it and we'll go zero RB. Yeah, we'll go Michael Thomas, Devonte Adams, back to back." And then we'll take our shots later in the draft. But that didn't happen. Michael Thomas went at nine. And then Dennis and I said, all right, that's that's fine. Picked up Josh Jacobs and Clyde, which I'm very happy about. Solid. You know, Clyde, he's a rookie, yes. But if you look at the Kansas City backfield, going all the way back to it's, – it's like literally the past 10, <laughs> 10 to 15 years of the Kansas City backfield – they are consistently, whoever the running back one is there, is a top five fantasy football running back. Always. Mm-hmm. You know, Andy Reid just pisses out points to running backs. And Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he came in, he was handpicked by Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes in the draft. The camp reports have been great. He's a full three down threat, he can catch the ball, very elusive. So I was happy to pick him up with Jacobs. Yeah, what's not to like? Uh, next is uh, Nick Chubb. I think that's a Mike. great value at uh, with Chubb that late. Even though you got Hunt there, um, I see a lot of touchdowns in the future here for Chubb. He's gonna have a great year. I like him there. I Chubby. thought he went earlier. Honestly. Yeah, Chubb, yeah, Chubb's probably gonna have at least thirteen hundred yards, but Kareem Hunt is definitely limiting his his upside. If he wasn't there, probably a first round pick. Yeah, and I could see the just the Cleveland. The Cleveland offense in general, there's no way they don't take a step forward. I mean, Freddie Kitchens fucked that offense. Um, he's gone. You know, Odell Beckham was hurt. And I think... You I know, think they, the, the team just quit on him, actually. They, I think. They did. And there, there's, there's no way in hell that they don't improve. Oh, who do we got? Ray. We got Ray from New York, but we're busy. <laughs> So, All right, like you mentioned, you know, Nick Chubb. Followed by Eckler. Eckler, which was in consideration. Uh, for this league in last a full year, PPR. he was top five. So I, th- I think that's great value there. Paul going with the elite combo. Mahomes yeah, so Mahomes and Hill. and Hill. That's nice. Yeah. It could be, but ironically, if you look at Hill's numbers, he's he is very boom bust. And, you know, there's another guy that had, ironically, very similar numbers to him. That got picked up about eight to nine rounds later in Marvin Jones. So I understand the appeal because the Mahomes Hill stack, that can win you weeks. Yeah. Like if they you get in the ninety something round touchdown bombs, no question. Yeah. So then you had Jay with Devontae Adams, which Devontae Adams that you know, middle second round, that is great value. That's well, awesome. Great pick. I was I was sweating that when I'm like, oh come on, Jay, just 
pick Julio and let me have Devontae, but either way. And yeah, I mean, Julio have, Jones is still solid. We have the classic Julio <laughs> to Ryan. Uh, those that have been in the past have seen that Julio yeah. is his binky. For those that don't know, I've, I've, I have a love infatuation with Julio. I've probably had him five out of six years that he's been in the league. Um, I don't know when he entered the league. What do you think? So what do you say? Like every single time you're like staring down Julio, it's just like, What is love? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. I just can't no quit him. <laughs> it's like Brokeback Mountain. I can't quit him. I mean, I look at him, and I'm, there's so many options. I liked Miles Sanders. I liked well, DeAndre. Speaking I of Miles Sanders, Drake, but Miles Sanders came up next. So that was a combo of Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. Nice. But Miles Sanders is a little banged up. I'm, I'm not sold on him because there is other backs there that, and that Philadelphia offense is um, they just they don't stick with one. They so, don't. It's been very running back by committee. So I'm curious to see if they finally. Yeah, I'm put still up not or shut up. They got Boston Scott. Um, you know, I just don't think that's good. they could have done better on that spot. I believe. So, uh, so then Keith, you know, you followed it up. You picked up DeAndre Hopkins uh, again late in the second round. So comboing Lamar, DeAndre Hopkins. Which let's be honest, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. <clears throat> DeAndre Hopkins has every opportunity to be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. We know he has the talent. Uh, Kyler Murray, great, great quarterback. Good so, offensive coordinator. For that you know, they, and again, they run a lot of plays. Very quick, up-tempo offense. So I'm just worried about, they, they play full wide a lot. And I'm just worried that DeAndre, who notoriously gets 150-plus targets, is going to be somewhere around 120. So he's not going to return the value. Yeah. I think they spread the ball out too much. So that's the reason why I didn't take him, but... I mean, it's DeAndre, so he's going to be excellent. In the second round, which is late, late second round for Hopkins is. Uh, and it I'll could be, it. it could also be offset by you know efficiency too, because you know you just mentioned they run four wide. They have a lot of, they do have you know Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk. Kirk. They have some talented wide receivers, so they're not going to be able to double team DeAndre like they normally would. Yeah. So I mean, the target share may go down a little bit, but efficiency may go up. You know, if he's getting one on one coverage. You know, the actual reception count may go up a little bit, so it may offset it. And um, Kyler Murray's accuracy, I was that's what I was most impressed with him last year. He has great touch. So yeah, get no, he'll, he'll be pocket, fine. Extend I'm just, plays. I'm worried about I'm worried about overall targets. So you keep talking about Kyler Murray's touch, dude. I'm getting a little uh <sighs> <laughs> But so Kyler. end of the second round. So, you know, Kenyon Drake going to Richie. You know he's got Dalvin Cook, Kenyon Drake, you know, I mean, Kenyon Drake hobbling around in his walking boot. That pick is—I'm yeah. not sure on that pick because um, the coach loves Chase Reynolds as well. Um, oh, Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Chase Edmonds, excuse me. Um, I got him later in the draft. Um, I thought that was a steal. I think regardless, he's going to get in there and have—he's going to have a, a role. split back, and I don't understand why he picked him that. I think that was early. Oh, Kenyon Drake's been going probably at the back at the. The beginning of the second round and everything I've seen, but since yeah. the walking boot, he's slipped a little bit. But I mean, again, Nate, I'll give him credit on this. Like Nate's early draft was actually really, really good. First really three, good. like oh Cooper later. So going with Joe Mixon in the second round. So Joe Mixon at the end of the second, that's huge value. Um, you know, we Mixon was in contention for Dennis and myself. We were torn between whether we wanted to go Jacobs or Mixon. 
with the whole mix and migraine shit going yeah. on and then like potential holdout. Yeah, like, who you knows know what? what's going on? We don't want to fucking deal with it. But then he followed it up with Travis Kelsey. So his first three picks, I mean, that's that's pretty stacked. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and then he's like, all right, I need to make sure I draft every fucking defense and kicker in the world. Yeah, I don't and, know. But, I mean, that pretty much rounds out the first three rounds. And from there, I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty competitive throughout. I thought we had, you know, there was some good picks, some bad picks, some what the fuck is going on picks. But... Looking at all of these rosters, unobjectively... Is there a clear winner? Is there a clear winner? That's my question. So looking at it, and I mean, I can talk for... I'll spitball for a minute if you guys both want to look. But, you know, I'm just pumped that, you know, fantasy football is back. A lot of people with COVID, they didn't think this shit was going to happen this year. I live and breathe fantasy football. And I'm pumped that, you know, NFL's back. Looks like we're a full go. They've been testing people. You know, there's been no more COVID outbreaks over the last couple of weeks. You know, knock on wood. Hopefully that shit continues. But it's going to be a wild ride. I mean, this is this year, unlike any other year, if you're listening to this, obviously you're a fantasy football fan and you're in the thick of it just like we are. I mean, luckily, Keith had enough mindset to expand the rosters. So, you know, if people do get hit with COVID and we need to make moves, we've got the room to do it, which is a good call. And I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a wild year. But at the end of the day, we fucking need football. Yeah, We need the NFL to come back. We need we need sports to come back. We need that glimmer of hope. Just to. As I look at these rosters, I want to point something out that's going to be a factor in our league, in the um, particular the trade market. We're looking at Team 7. That would be Paul, bald guy. He drafted, of course, Mahomes in the first round. But then later on, in the seventh, he took Tom Brady. And uh, that is just prime for a move and a trade. Um, expect a trade early on in the first three weeks of the season. So I'll, <laughs> a trade may happen, and if it does, I mean... I know, I know where you're coming from, but I completely disagree. So we're in a single quarterback league in a 10-man league. So there is literally 0% chance I would ever fucking trade him for somebody like a Tom Brady because guess what? On any given week, I don't care if even in a 10-man league, everybody picks up two quarterbacks. There is still valuable quarterbacks Absolutely. sitting there on free agency and waivers. I mean, you've got Gardner Minshew. You've got... Yep. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. Well, the, there were there were multiple quarterbacks yeah, that did not me. even get drafted, and you can stream them. Even even shitty quarterbacks like you know Ryan you can, Fitzpatrick. You can take Fitzmagic in a in a prime matchup. You can stream him, and I'm a big fan of that. And you know, like I I, I kind of understand his thought process of I'm going to steal Brady here. I can flip him for value. But at that point in the draft, I might have, I would have much rather have just taken a flyer on somebody else that could have panned out because at least personally, I know me and Dennis won't we're not gonna entertain that at all. As I look at these teams, I see two teams right off the bat that probably would be in that market, and then that would be uh, team four. He went in the ninth round with Deshaun Watson, followed by the twelfth round with Roethlisberger. None of those are to write home about. Um, I expect Deshaun Watson to have a down year compared to last. Um, 
Uh, Roethlisberger, you know he's going to get injured sooner or later. Uh, his body is done. The other team that I look at a possibility would be Brian at Team 8. you got Matt Ryan. Um, up, down, season. You never know what you're going to get. But it's an odd year. It's an odd year. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah, but so. I'm just as I'm looking here, I, I see those two teams as the prime but team. But you're missing, you're missing the big point, is that Paul will stick with Brady and trade Mahomes yes. is what's going to happen. It, either way, that one of those quarterbacks will be traded is what I'm saying. Yeah, so re- realistically, if I was him, I would flip Mahomes yeah. in a heartbeat for a high-profile running back. I offered like, him Zeke, so we'll see I would, what happens. Yeah, I would not take that trade if I was you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know, league, I know, yeah, I know league scoring is there, yeah. but... And again, we we don't know. We don't know what the hell is going to happen, but... When it comes to quarterbacks, I am fine with literally punting the position until the last possible moment. I mean, if you look at us, we took Josh Allen, which, I mean, Josh Allen, his first four-game schedule is fantastic. He faces the Dolphins, the Jets. He's a running quarterback, and, you know, he's going to get points on the ground. I feel very comfortable at starting him right off the bat. And we picked up Joe Burrow. No, I, didn't even, I didn't even see you guys make that Joe, I like Joe that Burrow pick. pick. So, I mean, you know, the Joe Burrow is coming off arguably the greatest college season in the history of collegiate football. And coming into the NFL, all the camp reports have been that he's been amazing. Again, this all hinges on, you know, you need A.J. Green to stay healthy and mm-hmm. some of the other weapons there. But John Ross the third, Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so Tyler Boyd. But I do agree with you on the Deshaun Watson front. Um, we've seen Deshaun Watson come into the NFL. He's been a very successful quarterback, but he's had DeAndre Hopkins. Now, DeAndre's gone, and you fill the gap with guys like you know Will Fuller. I think, what, is Kenny Stills? Kenny yes. Stills, Randall Kenny, Cobb. And Cobb's it, their yeah. big free agent on the wide yeah, receiver Yeah, and it's... It's all it's all burners, but it's all burners that are highly Hurt. highly injury prone. Always, all three. So, if these guys go down relatively early, which is a very big possibility, who the hell is he throwing the ball to? Let's not forget another injury uh, person they picked up in that big huge trade in Hopkins is David Johnson. He's hurt, so they actually traded a uh, <laughs> hop away to get an injury prone player. Yeah, which was <clears throat> when that trade happened. I'm sure you you were with me. I was like, "What the fuck? Why? What is Houston doing? They they gave up a top three wide receiver to get David Johnson. Which don't get me wrong, if you're talking like 2016 David Johnson, that's fine. But let's be honest, NFL running backs NFL running backs on average have an average lifespan of like relevancy in the sport of two maybe three years. That's it." That is it. And outside of that, it's... It, I, that move speaks to me about um, Watson's... He's in a contract year. I don't think they're going to sign him. That is a lead-up to me to tell me that they're not going to pay him. Maybe. the And the only other... The plus side I will Why give... Why would they get him weapons that's actually going to be... You know, they, they should have kept Hopkins at that yeah. point. Yeah. So the, the, two, the two pluses I will give David Johnson on this team is that A... He's a bell cow back. They paid him, and the GM and owners realized that they gave up DeAndre to get David Johnson. So if they don't use him, and if he's not effective, they're going to look fucking stupid. So they need to make sure that he comes out and he succeeds. The second part 
is that if you look at Carlos Hyde, who was in the same offense in 2019, yeah, he, had a he rushed yards. for over 1,000 yards. And I'm sorry, David Johnson is yes. even – even he's light 50 years. Yeah. even fifty percent of David Johnson is light years ahead of Carlos Hyde, so I do agree that it's a value pick where he did pick him up. All right, we asked a question before we um, we started going on a tangent here about who won the draft, and after a little analysis here, I, f- I feel like there's a couple teams that stand out. One being J Ball J. So Team 6, J-Ball J, Kamara, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, David Johnson, Robert Woods, Le'Veon Bell, Dak Prescott, Tyler Boyd, J.K. Dobbins, Jarvis Landry, Hayden Hurst. Yeah. And San Fran's D. I think his starters, um, if he gets hurt, I don't like his bench. I think he's reaching on a lot of those. But I do like the first four or five picks. But besides that, um, I don't like his bench. For me, Nate. I like yeah, Nate's yeah, team. Nate was my other consideration. McCaffrey, Mixon, Kelsey, Thielen, Cooper Cup, which was a steal in the fifth round, in my opinion. Um, Ingram, you don't know what J.K. in the in the mix. Russell Wilson, who's in the top five every single year, um, just stopped with added weapons. He's That's got- and that was the problem. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Like Nate was doing so well, like his team, his team was stacked out of the gate, but. Then he kind of fell off the rails. How yeah. about and Edelman? I, Edelman in the ninth round in my league, in this league here, he was, uh, I think he was a tenth, top 10 wide yeah. receiver yeah. in this league. So, and I mean, it's but just, that's with Tommy. It's just so tough because Tom is gone. We don't know who Cam is going to favor, which we just don't know. Yeah. We, we don't options. know, but, but it was still in that round, 100%. I, I, I can see the value, you know, with taking that. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's relatively open. And there's another team I think did pretty well. It's uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Julio Jones, George Kittle, Todd Gurley, DJ Chark, Jonathan Taylor, Kareem Hunt. We'll stop there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, good. <laughs> I honestly do. I, Ryan, I, I do like your team a lot. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. When you took, as soon as I heard the baby yeah. shark do 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 do, I was. Pissed. Yeah, we were playing was, music the whole time. It was nice, but was yeah, fun. yeah, I was I was really bummed out when that when that came on because DJ Chark, I'm a huge fan. I was I was still very pumped. I was able to get Terry McLaurin. You know, they were you got the vi- last you got the last wide receiver of the run. Check this out. And when DJ Chark, these were all my options. Yeah, and I still took Chark. It was DJ Chark, Robert Robert Woods, Woods Julio uh, Smith Schuster. Calvin Ridley, DK Metcalf, and you guys got McLaurin. Yeah. So in my opinion, you got the last one of that tier. And that's kind of that's kind of when we like we looked at the draft, like you know we were debating on what to do, and I saw McLaurin fall there, and I'm like, all right, we He's already we already went two wideouts back to back, and I can put McLaurin in the flex. I'm on board. And then you know flipping the script, coming all the way back again, and then. You're talking one, two, three, four, five. So pretty much the sixth round, Mark Andrews just staring us in the mm. face. I'm like, all right, we, we've got to do this, Dennis. It has to happen. If I thought I could get either Mark Andrews or Zach Ertz in the sixth round, I wouldn't have went Kittle. I yeah. would have went Aaron Jones, name your wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. But I was like, all right, Gronk went in the third round. That kind of screwed everything up. Yeah, and it's it's funny with fantasy because I mean it, it, 
that's probably the epitome of saying hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. because we all now look at the who drafted who, what could have been, and that's why I'm so in love with this hobby and this sport because everybody goes into it with different opinions, who they think is going to hit, who's not going to hit. Like again, Keith, I know a lot of people gave shit about him picking Gronkowski early on. What the fuck happens if Gronkowski? With his full whatever year to year and a half off, what if he's back to form and he is the dominant tight end that he once was? Oh my god! <laughs> what if every single yeah, week he he's say. scoring like two touchdowns, <laughs> and that's like nobody knows. Yeah, we're all making educated guesses with this. He and could be doing a bunch of respects to everybody's face. That's for sure. He could. So every he really could, and then he we'd all look like fucking idiots after making that pick after hearing the booze and <laughs> and all that. I just I asked one thing: let's wait and see. Yeah. And that sounds exactly what you're talking about now, and that's all I'm asking. Let's see what happens. I'm that not is saying man. that's an automatic hit. It's that's, a risk. But I'm willing, everything I've heard, everything I've seen, you know, it's Brady's binky, just like Julio's yours. Mm. And I, I just, I mean, that offense is be high-powered. And, you know, if you think you're going to sit here and that Brady's just not going to, you know, want to connect back with his boy. I mean, you, you know, I think you're mistaken. Give me the, I, give me the what is love drop on my time for Julio. Just, I mean, what is love? Baby, don't I mean, we have this special relationship, something you can't measure with words. We just look at each other in the eyes and I'm like, Julio. I mean, I saw you, man. You he pulled up his picture his earlier. Lips. You went out back and you were just like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've had this infatuation with wide receivers going back to the early 2000s where I drafted Calvin Johnson in like five or six consecutive oh, Megatron. Anytime I could. Megatron! Oh, rest his soul. He's probably still alive. Why did he ever retire? Foot. Foot you know what, though? And, the, and that trait wouldn't pay him. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, though, he retired on top. Yeah. He still has his health. You look at a lot of these other football players that just keep going and going, and their bodies are ravaged by the time they do retire, so... I mean, maybe maybe he was the smart one. Do you have a um, a drop for the prices? Boom, boom, ba boom. You got a, some kind of boo or downer? Let's do the worst team by far. Who's got the worst team? Out of I've got two? I've got it already. So right, just let me it. know when you want to pick it. All right, I gotta go with Mike Hibbert, Smoothie B, worst team, two thousand twenty. So it started off very promising. We had Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. Yeah, that's a great start. Okay, liking it. I'm loving it. And then it goes Raheem Mostert, Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Michael Gallup. Actually, I'm just kidding. I like your team, Mike. It's not really that bad of a team <laughs> now that I look at it. How many wide receivers you got? A lot of people 12? that are injured, though, in, in those next few that you just mentioned. Mostert's hurt. Devontae Parker has an injury list. Um, Will Fuller is always on freaking IR at the end of the year. He ends up or he's, he's out for weeks at a time. Um, so, I mean, all those guys, I would say. Uh, Gallup, he's been hurt. And then no, he followed up with Watson. So, I, mean. I don't know. Every, it's a 10-man league, so every team looks stacked. You know what I mean? Even, you know, Paul's team, for instance. I mean, Mahomes, <laughs> Even Paul's team. Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Because he doesn't do – he probably does the least amount of research on anybody. He's probably using like a sports weekly from a couple months ago. Speaking and, uh, of Paul's team, let's look. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about Mahomes. Leonard Fournette. I want to hear what you guys think about that. Lord Leonard Fournette. He got a lot of uh, grief on that in the so, third round. I'll talk a minute about Leonard Fournette. So Leonard Fournette, if you go back last year, even in half PPR and full PPR leagues, he was a huge value. 
I mean, he caught a lot of passes out of the backfield. 71. Yeah, and which is what, you know, if you're in any kind of PPR league, that's what you want to see. The magic number is 60. If there's a running back catching at least 60 or more passes, you know, they should be very effective. Now, the problem with Leonard Fournette is he did that because there was literally no one else behind him in the backfield. They brought in Chris Thompson, who is a pass-catching Specialist. specialist i mean that is what chris thompson does but the other thing that chris thompson thompson does is he gets hurt <laughs> like immediately so i see both sides of it and the other weird thing is with jacksonville like they've made it very vocally openly apparent like they don't want leonard fournette that they they've, hate him they have tried <laughs> trading leonard fournette multiple times they put it out there and i mean at the end of the day i'm kind of like is the value there? Yes, he was. He was picked up. I don't relative. like him in the third, though. Is the injury list there? Yes. And yeah. well, and that was and, the thing last. And, and, and that happy. was that was a unique thing last year too, because you had Leonard Fournette, who perennially, even going back to high school, he he was injury riddled every season, but last year he wasn't. He was healthy the entire season, and that's the old kind of a dodge in fantasy where you know. You're injury prone until you're not. And, you know, a lot of people said the same thing about Keenan Allen early in his career. You know, very injury prone. But a lot of his injuries were kind of freak, yeah. weird things. So could he come out and be a top 10 running back? Absolutely. Would I take the gamble and draft him based on that? No. Not in the third round. Not in the third round. I would have taken – I would have considered him if he came back in the, again, the 3-4 turn uh, when Dennis and I were – we're picking, then yeah, I, I would have. Yeah, he's, he's sweet in a flex role, but he's Paul's number one because he went Mahomes. And that, and yeah, if, if if he's my number one running back, I am terrified yep, about my team. Good. All right, so other than that, what else do we want to talk about here before we sign off? The all-bus team. <laughs> the all-bus team. Who do we think is coming in dead last this year? Okay, based yeah, that's on, a good one. Good yeah, one. Who, who is coming in dead last in this league? I'm going to have to say. I'm going to go because we team we, four. Because <laughs> we... One of my candidates. That's uh, Mike Hibbert, for anyone who's wondering. That's Smoothie B, Skynet. I just don't see anything after the first three, well, maybe even four picks. I just don't. Because we always, we always say time and time again that... It's just a, you know, you you do you literally do not win your fantasy football league in the draft. You need to stay active. You need to make trades. You need to pick pick people up off waivers. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we mentioned it earlier how you know looking at bye weeks and this and that. Like, I literally do not pay attention to bye weeks when I'm drafting people because come even by week five, my team is already drastically yeah, different turnover than turnover. what I drafted. So. So is Mikey getting the vote? Yeah, Mike. Mike is my vote too. Um, for the worst record, I'm going to put him at uh, four and nine. Four and nine. Coming in at four and nine. I like it. Four and nine. Uh, let's do one more quick one. Let's do who had the best because we did 19 rounds. Who had the best sleeper rounds 17 through 19? I like that. Yeah. Because these rounds don't exist in a normal draft. Yeah, best sleeper pick, 17 through 19. 
I don't know who Van Jefferson is. Can anybody clear that? I, up? He's I, a rookie on the Rams. Um, he has he, his dad was actually the receiver for the Ch- San Diego Chargers. Sean Jefferson. He's got amazing tools. He's got incredible body control well, hands. He's got the whole deal. Uh, coach has signed off on him, and he is going to have a big, big factor, and he's going to be something huge for the Rams up in the future here. And I'm just—I took a gamble on him again, round 17. Oh, that's it's you? a flyer. Yeah, oh, right. and I—I I made. I made that comment in the draft, like, and it wasn't. I wasn't being like, oh, I was just literally saying, like, who is Van Jefferson? I, I had no he's idea. He's out of the University of Florida, and, and uh, he's got the pedigree. The, the bloodlines are there, and uh, everything has been glowing reviews. It's with a deep him. cut, and while well, it's round seventeen, we're yeah. talking here. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, who knows? I mean, Brandon Cooks is gone. If they do decide to run three wide receiver sets, and this guy comes out and he shines. Or if Robert Woods or Cooper Cup go down, yeah, who, knows? who knows? I mean, that, that yeah, I, I like it. Uh, let's see. The Damian Williams pick. Hit the hit the prices right. Damian Williams. Pops out for the year. But to give him, to give him some, uh, you can't oh give him much God. flat. When, he was on that... a boat in Maine, so, you know, but still, that's horrible. But this is the best, best sleeper. I'm, I gotta say, I, I think it's mine. Chase Chase Claypool. If you've heard what's going on in Pittsburgh's camp right now about this guy, he's he's lighting up. He's faster than everybody else. He's bigger than everybody else. Sounds like mm, mm, mm. sounds like a Plexico Burris to me. And who did who who loved throwing the ball to Plexico? Ben Roethlisberger, baby. It's true. <laughs> yeah, but Ben's not gonna stay healthy. <laughs> I was actually bummed. I was bummed out. Speaking of Ben Roethlisberger, I wanted Deontay Johnson on our roster, and um, unfortunately, he went literally a couple picks before uh, we were at the turn, and just didn't pan out. One pick, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was, (laughs) I was just so bummed out. I was, I literally, I had him on. I'm like Dennis. I'm like, we need to take Deontay Johnson. Like, if Ben Roethlisberger is healthy, this could be like. The one A and one B scenario, he was on board. Didn't happen, but that's what happens when we are at the turn. One more quick one to point out: round eighteen, Blake Jarwin. Yes, sleeper. I was so bummed. He did J Ball J took him one pick before me. Yeah, like, I I actually I'm glad you brought that up. That was especially in round eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. If you're taking your second tight end, I mean, Blake Jarwin. There are so many vacated targets on the Dallas Cowboys that he could, he literally could step up. He could become a, a top five tight end right off the bat. So I like, you know, rolling the dice. That's why Dennis and I were, you know, obviously we picked Mark Andrews early, a top three, arguably a top three tight end. But we we could not pass up the value of Mike Gesicki. Mike Gesicki was my target. Going into this draft, he's he's my target going into my league's draft going into next season, or, or next weekend, I should say. But, yeah, I mean, anything else you guys want to cover? Any Anybody else you want to shit on? Uh, one <laughs> last move for me um, that, you know, round 18 and 19 on the turn, uh, I really like what you guys got at the 12 spot, which was Burrow and uh, Pittman Michael Jr. Michael Pittman Jr. Yeah. I, li- I really like those last two picks following the end of the draft, so um, I would include that in my, my late round gems. Cool. Thank you. But 
Denny and team sucks. <laughs> All right. So, so Dennis, your team that. fucking blows, but my team. I like kicks Eddie's ass. team. I do like Eddie's team a lot. Denny, <laughs> I hate your team. It sucks. Don't worry, Dennis. I'm gonna carry you. You through have this to carry season him. through this league. So if it, it's a, if anything, we know Denny needs teammates <laughs> because by himself, yes, he did it last year, but he always needs somebody. He needs he a does. sidekick. One last, <laughs> one last thing. I want to thank Denny for uh, hosting the draft again. Uh, yeah, man. Absolutely. It was a great spot. Um, we had a great time. And uh, looking forward to the season. Hopefully we get enough uh, weeks in for a complete season so we can hand out money. Um, we're just hoping everybody stays safe and uh, we have a great year. And I want to thank you motherfuckers for the jam session. Yeah. That was jams. badass. Yeah, that was great. That great was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this was even more fun, I think. Fucking right. Well, that being said... This has been the Fantasy Football Chambers. We are signing off. And thank you all for listening. Good luck, y'all. We're out.